All right. Hey, guys. Hey, it's Brooke and Alyssa Miller. Both dietitians. Both from the Midwest. Both maps. Live in Denver. Both have dogs. I don't know. <laughs> and kids. And we're both we're on this cool. podcast. Both di- Did we say both dietitians? Mm-hmm. Okay, that was the first thing you said, right? I forgot already. I don't know. Whatever. Guys. to the diet riot podcast we're super professional super professional mm-hmm. we have scripts that we read perfectly <laughs> yeah. every time um anyways welcome to our podcast today we're talking about weight watchers dun 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 <laughs> dun, dun, dun wait isn't that like the law and order dun 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 what's the law and order it's like ching ching right yeah it is ching yeah. ching ching i yep. spent way too many hours binge watching law and order i know more than I probably should have. I couldn't do it with Special Victims Unit, but with Criminal Intent, oh, I could do it. I, I liked the special. Uh, I could you. watch like one or two in a row, and then I would just be like, my heart hurts. I, I need know. to walk away. It is pretty <laughs> sad. So, yeah. Anyways. Yeah. So, welcome back. I feel like it's been a while since we recorded. It has. It feels... We had like a nice big bulk of recordings. If you guys noticed, I had my baby, and then we still released episodes where I was talking about being pregnant. I if know. If you're confused... That's why. I know. I was like, wait a second. This is going to be really confusing for people. I know, because we I released them like kind of out of order because yeah, you, something yeah. came up that we were like, we want to release this one right now. I forget what happened. I don't know. Yeah, I don't remember. Oh, I think it was our guest, yeah, uh, Rose. And mm-hmm. you guys should listen to the episode. It's a really good episode. Mm-hmm. But anyways, we released that one and I was, no, I was still pregnant. No, I don't know. Something else. Was. The, oh, the, 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 weight, the other Weight Watchers one, the Kerbo. Oh, the we Kerbo released that app. because yeah. that was in the news. So that was probably confusing for you guys, but I'm currently no longer pregnant. I did not have my baby and then get pregnant again, if that's what you were thinking. Neither of us are pregnant now. That would be horrible. We could be drinking wine. What time is it? 1 p.m. 2. It's 2. Maybe not. It's 2 o'clock. Yes. It's 2 o'clock. We could be drinking wine. We we basically could be drinking wine. Yeah. Um, We can drink all the coffee we want. I had a lot today. I did during pregnancy. I could probably use some more. Yeah. I drank... I drank like three cups today already. Nice. Yesterday Solid. I skipped my coffee because my husband used all the milk in our waffles. I hope you can hear me right now because I was so mad. <laughs> I nearly cut his head off. Oh. I can't drink black coffee because I'm a baby. You should learn. Do you drink black coffee? Um, I will. You will? Oh, like if you... I thought if you I, meant I will in the future. And I was like, what? No, no. You have plans? If I have no whole milk or half and half, I will drink it black. But if I have it, I will drink milk in it. I only drink coffee with milk of some kind, something to put creamer in. I tried black coffee yesterday and burned the crap out of my mouth because milk also cools, cools down, down your coffee. Yes, that's true. I nearly threw up. I was like, my tongue is on fire. It's horrible. You I'm just got to do it a few times and I then know. you'll get used to it. <laughs> it was so sad. So anyways, so I didn't drink coffee yesterday, which means I get double today, right? That's I how mean, that you works. Can just drink however much you want. <laughs> I'm not the coffee police. I love Brooke. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, Weight Watchers. Let me pull up my fancy yes. notes that I have. Well, we did talk about Kerbo a few we episodes did. ago, so back up and listen to that if you haven't. It's all about the kid version of the app that they had mm-hmm. that Weight Watchers released, so you can go back and listen to that. This is just talking about WW. WW. <laughs> did they? Is that what they officially changed? Their name to? Their name mm-hmm. to? Okay. I think in 2018? Don't sure. quote me on that. I know. Recently. I don't follow them super closely. 
I just know Oprah like owns like 10% stake in Weight Watchers. Did oh. you know that? I That doesn't surprise me because she's in all the commercials. Oh my gosh. Well, like, and sometimes they get like ambassadors that they like pay to be a part of it, but she has actually bought stake in Weight Watchers, which I feel like is a conflict. Well, I don't she know. has so much money. She's like, where should I throw all I'm gonna of this? I'm going to buy 10% of every company that exists. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I read this article about her buying stake and they were like, um, buying steak in Weight Watchers is a great idea because it doesn't work. So you're going to make lots of money because it's a for-profit company that just wants people to basically fail and start over again. Mm-hmm. So Right. Think of the people that you know that have done Weight Watchers. They've never just done it once. I feel and like, been set for life. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like it's like, oh, well, I, it did well for me for six months. And then a year later, they fall off the bandwagon. Yeah, she's doing quotes, quotes with her hands. And then they're like, I have to jump back on. Yep. And then mm-hmm. they do it for a few months, feel good. And then all of a sudden, they fall off the bandwagon again. Yep. And then they pay to do it again. So it's like this never-ending cycle. Yep. Um, so basically, for those of you who live under a rock, Weight Watchers <laughs> is basically a dieting program that combines like tracking your food with their own point system. So it's Mm -hmm. not like counting calories or counting macros or anything like that, but they assign, they give you like what your points are for the week and then Mm. right for the day. day. And then, but you also have like weekly points too that you can use. I think they changed it recently where you can also change it all the time. It is always changing. It's definitely ever evolving. Yeah. Um, so they give you like points per day and then like if there's days where you feel hungrier, I believe that you can pull out of your like weekly extra, extra points. Yeah. So something along those lines. Yeah. But yeah, so they give you points per day that you should hit based on like your weight, height, like very basic dynamics. It's very basic. I think I saw a thing where you fill it out and it's like your height, weight, and then activity age. level. It just said like active, not active, lightly <laughs> active age. And I think that Probably was Probably gender. Gender, yeah, yeah, yeah. I would guess that was it. Yeah, it was just it didn't take into account. Do you have diabetes? Do you have like <laughs> any health concerns? Do you have? Are you pregnant? Digestive heart failure? <laughs> are you pregnant? Are you breastfeeding? Like anything? Yeah. So yeah, it doesn't take into account your medical history at all. And they've changed a few times. So originally, back in the day, like what I remember Weight Watchers being was there was points for every single food, everything. Yeah. Then they started incorporating like, oh, those are free foods, mm-hmm. quote unquote. And I remember my diabetic patients talking about like popcorn was a free food. And I was like, why? Why is popcorn a free food? I don't but even know if that's sudden, a free food anymore. Yeah, who probably knows? Not. It changes all the time. Especially for like a diabetic patient, mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever. And then they also had like most vegetables were all free points, except mm-hmm. for starchy vegetables. And then they changed it to fruits and vegetables were all free. So what we mean by free points is that they didn't count against how many points you had per day. Mm-hmm. And now I guess lean protein, fruits and vegetables are all free. Yeah, not all. Yeah, it's like not all meats. So it's just like, like chicken, the lean, fish, turkey. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And then dairy. I don't think dairy is free. I think dairies are points. Yeah, like, I don't think it's free. Yeah, but they do know that they like, um, well, back when I knew more about it, because when I was counseling mm-hmm. patients during my internship, we talked a lot about this with like our weight management clients. So I do know that like fat-free dairy was less points than like full-fat dairy mm-hmm. and stuff like that, which if you guys have been following us at all, you know that Brooke and I like full-fat dairy mm-hmm. products. <laughs> And they it help keeps balance you fuller. your blood yes. sugar. They keep you fuller longer. Mm-hmm. So even though it's less calories, um, it's still 
it's it's then it's a higher percent carbohydrates, which means yeah. it's going to spike your blood sugar. And you typically turn around and eat more food later because you're hungry because it doesn't mm-hmm. satisfy you for a longer time. So that higher fat really helps satisfy you for longer. Mm-hmm. Today at Trader Joe's, I was super bummed because they were sold out of full fat cottage cheese and all they had was fat free. And I was you like, well, that sounds disgusting. I know. Fat free cottage cheese. That's basically all it is. Fat free and then light. Even yeah, like light even sour the light. cream and light cream cheese. I'm no. like, Ugh. It's just not worth Give it to me. Give me the full fat, man. Give me the taste, the flavor, the satisfaction, all yeah. of it. And you end up eating less because you're full. Yep. So anyway, so it uses that kind of like point system. It is similar. I know you said it's different than counting calories, and it is, but it's yeah. also the similar mindset of counting. Totally. Yes. So even though, yes, 100 calories of fruit is different than 100 calories of chips, so I understand how that's different, but it's still the mindset of right. I'm only allowing myself to eat a certain number a day. Um, so if I have a day where I'm doing something super strenuous, I'm not necessarily following my body cues right. of being hungrier and eating more because I'm focused on the number. Yep. So it's the same mindset of dieting and it's the same mindset of counting calories. And I think they're like clever about it because they basically... It's like a, um, it's their own unique way of putting points to food. So people who want to go on a diet, look at Weight Watchers and think they're the experts. People are successful. Look Mm -hmm. at these before and afters. So they must know what they're doing. So instead of me using my knowledge of calorie counting, Mm -hmm. I'm going to use their point system, which you're talking about is equivalent, but different. Like they, I get that it is different and it takes into account different foods, but it's still the same idea at the at Same the base, concept. And it still gets you tracking all of your food, which in research and on paper works while you're tracking food. The second you stop tracking, it mm. doesn't quote unquote work because mm-hmm. you start gaining the weight back. If that's what you are categorizing right. working by. And points are just based on calories, sugar, protein, and saturated fat. Oh, okay. That's oh, what I didn't it is. Know that. So like coconut oil, you know, would right. be very high, terrible points, points even yeah. though you can fry up some veggies and coconut oil and it's going to satisfy you and be, oh my gosh, good. this reminds me of one of my patients that I was counseling way back mm-hmm. in the day in my dietetic internship. The guy was like, well, instead of cooking my food in like real oils that mm-hmm. we talked, we have an episode on oils. You guys should go check that out because mm-hmm. it's really good. But instead of using that, he would use the spray butter. Yes. Yes. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. My college roommate, if you're listening. She, like, loved spray butter. Oh, yeah. Girl. My mom is listening, and she used, she doesn't use it anymore, but she used spray butter. I grew up with spray butter in the house. We used it on popcorn, I remember. We used, my college roommate, she did Weight Watchers. Uh Uh-huh. Either when we lived together or before college. Uh Uh-huh. And she was like, that was her thing, man. She would like make the popcorn and spray butter. Looking at the ingredients of that being like, what is this? It's like butter flavored water. It's margarine. It's so gross. Yeah. It's all bad. It's like butter flavor. Have you noticed that movie theaters now, instead of butter, they have butter flavoring? Have you seen that? Yeah. Well, so it's not real butter. There's um, the Alamo Draft House. You know, Uh they make popcorn and it says real butter with clear, like it's like (laughs) clarified real real butter. So every time I go there, I'm like, give me the real buttery popcorn. And it's so good. Yeah, it is so good. And that's what you want. You go and you get buttered flavoring, but on, no, gross. Just chemicals in a bottle. And it's like bright yellow, orange. You're like, this doesn't feel right. Mm hmm. But yeah, so I remember my client was like, oh, don't worry. I cook my meat or I cook whatever he's cooking in butter 
spray butter on the pan instead of using like an actual or oil. Pam. Which like, yeah. And then you hit that, like Brooke and I talked about the other episode is those butter oils or spray butters or whatever, or Pam or cheaper oils all oxidize. So then you're right. creating like carcinogens potentially that you're cooking your food in because you don't want to avoid, because you're avoiding the points. Because you're avoiding like this, like 50 it's calories not, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> right. It's like, this is not making sense that you're choosing chemicals. a potential, yeah, chemicals or carcinogen over, I don't want to go one point over my point balance Because today. clearly if I eat like 50 calories more that day, I'm going to gain 20 pounds. Like, I think that's <laughs> what people really genuinely like have this fear of is that yeah. if I go over my calories, I am going to gain mm-hmm. all of this weight. And that's not the case. Right. I mean... Our bodies are so intricate and people try to make them so simple. And even in our schooling, I feel like they're like, it's just math. It's just math. It's not really just math. Like our body, if let's say just an arbitrary number here, let's say our body's functioning off 2,100 calories and we feel like we're gaining too much weight or we feel like we have weight that we want to lose. So then we're like, okay, I'm going to restrict down to 1,400 calories or 1,500 calories or whatever. And this is totally arbitrary. (laughs) Mm I'm picking these numbers off the top of my head. But you go down to that amount, your body, because we have this like chemical brain reaction, our lizard brain, if you will, Mm -hmm. that basically says, oh, there's not enough food to eat the 2,100 calories I was at before. Now we're only eating 1,400 calories. I need to figure out a way to live my life at this amount. And our metabolism actually slows down in order to live life at that calorie range. So oftentimes you don't lose weight necessarily long-term. You Sometimes people even put on weight because your body's stressed. And it goes into starvation starvation mode. mode. Yeah. So it's like... These are the things that these diets that are so, they simplify everything down. And then people beat themselves up about this. And I read this one article that was from a perspective of a girl who did Weight Watchers for a long time and cycled through it. And she was like, I, every time the diet failed, I blamed myself. Mm-hmm. And then every time I lost weight on the diet, I like attributed it to the diet or to Weight right. Watchers. So you're giving them all the glory and all the like success and then you're blaming yourself when it goes wrong right (laughs) which is so freaking backwards well it's it's just it's sad is what it is um but even like the smart points they have like smart point snacks and i was looking at it and it's like you can have oreo thins you can have a hundred calorie snack pack you can have low fat um popcorn and it's like okay or low fat cheese and it's like wouldn't you be better off just eating like some nuts like some almonds Mm -hmm. and or some peanut butter or almond butter with some fruit mm-hmm. or full fat cheese and some fruit or vegetables. I mean, then a poor Oreo thin. <laughs> like an Oreo thin, like, yeah, it's low points, but like you're not getting any nutrition. Right. It's not giving, again, just eat one Oreo and, and it's enjoy not it. enjoyable. Yeah. Those Oreo those thins, Oreo thins are, don't taste good. And especially like the 100 pack Oreo thins. No, that's they not what don't you want. taste good. Just have one or two Oreos. Yeah. And satisfy, eat eat them slowly, enjoy them, and put them away. Yeah, exactly. Because that's going to satisfy you more. So yeah, you might get a few hundred, I don't know, you might get 200 calories rather than 100 calories, but you're going to feel satisfied. Your craving's over. If you eat a 100 calorie snack pack or 100 calorie Oreo thins, you're going to eat them and go, okay, maybe that satisfied me for a little bit, but mm-hmm. then you're going to be wanting something more later. Yeah. And you're going to eat the that, whole box of the thins because it didn't satisfy it. Yeah. Oh and my then gosh. you're going to go out and binge on the actual product 
because you feel like you're never going to have it again. And you're like, I'm just going to eat this entire box now because tomorrow I'm not allowed to eat these anymore. Mm -hmm. So you eat the whole thing and then you've just binged on it and then you feel like crap. And then tomorrow you're like, I'm going to restrict everything I can because I just overdid it yesterday. Mm -hmm. And then it's this restrict binge cycle. Right. And the hard thing about Weight Watchers is too, like I know people who've done it who have like diabetes and the scary thing is, you know, like now all these free fruit foods are fruits and vegetables. Mm-hmm. So now we look at a diabetic for instance. Okay. Mm-hmm. They're like, I can eat as many fruits and vegetables as I want. So let's say now for their lunch, they're literally just packing a salad with no good protein, no good fat source yeah. and fruit. So if Fruits and vegetables are amazing. We yeah. want to eat them. Right. Like, we want you to eat them. We want everyone to eat them. However, if you're just eating that because it's free foods and you're not eating any fats or good sources of protein that are going to keep you full, mm-hmm. then now your blood sugar is spiking. Yeah. And, or you're making smoothies. Let's say you're making smoothies because it's like free foods. Free yeah. foods. I'm just going to throw in all these fruits and veggies in. Again, you're getting greens, you're getting your fruits and veggies. That's awesome. However, what are you doing to your blood sugar? Yeah. So, for diabetics, it actually could be really dangerous because they're not like necessarily pairing their fruit or veggies with a protein and a fat. They're yep. not looking at it as for a snack, I'm going to have a fruit or vegetable and then I'm going to pair it with a protein or a fat to stabilize my blood sugar. They're looking at it as I have all this free food, so I'm going to throw in all this mixed fruit and all these veggies into like a Tupperware container mm-hmm. because it's all free, but then now you're even hungrier yeah. because you like... so. Yeah, so I was reading this article from this woman who did it from a first-person perspective of dealing with Weight Watchers, and she said that. She goes, I was trying to distract myself from what I really wanted, Mm -hmm. like tacos or pizza, or my friends were going out for martinis or whatever, and I was like, nope, I'm going to go ahead and just eat more greens, and I'm going to eat more apples, and I'm going to eat four bananas, and she was like, so soon enough, instead of binging or going out with my friends and even eating like a normal amount of food for my body, I was binging on healthy food, quote-unquote, so then I was eating four apples in a sitting or four bananas right. or, and it's like an immense amount of food on your body. So that's hard on your blood sugar. That's hard on your actual gut integrity. And how you're just going to feel. How you're going to feel. Could you imagine being full of like four bananas? fiber and, oh. I would want to throw up. It would sit in your stomach like a rock and want to throw up. One time, actually, I've told this story a lot of times, but I walked down and my toddler, who was two at the time, was on his fourth banana yeah. and he ate it. And I literally was like, you're I gonna don't know throw how up, you but do good luck. <laughs> I couldn't eat four bananas, no, you know? There's no way. Oh, it but he sick. probably learned, like, yeah. oh, they're good. Yes, but he did. Yeah, I'm yeah. not going to do that again. <laughs> no. Well, and the other thing is, so, like, let's say, and I did this because I used to do my fitness pal back in college, and it's uh-huh. the same concept. You're right. counting calories. And so yeah. I felt the same way. It was like, okay, I have 500 calories left for the day. Yep. What? And then you, like, sit and think for so long. Yes. What am I going to spend it on? Yep. Well, I want to go out and get a margarita with my friend. That's eight... That's, what, 400 calories. Okay, well, now... Okay, I'm going to eat this cheese stick for Uh dinner so I can have a margarita. So I can have a margarita. And how stupid is that? I mean, now you're not, like, filling your stomach with real food. Yep. You're going to get drunk way faster, which isn't good. Like, (laughs) and, you know, it's just... It's like... You're, you're calculating this out and then vice versa. Like, let's say you have something unhealthy, like, oh, I had a piece or I had an ice cream sandwich today. I don't uh-huh. know. And now I only have 400 calories left for the entire day. Like, what yeah. am I supposed to eat? My family's eating tacos. Yeah. I guess I'll have some lettuce from the taco. I mean, yeah. it's just like, 
you're like instead of filling up and nourishing your body you're making real choices food. yeah exactly you're making choices to fit within those parameters instead of like Brooke and I've always said what your body needs for that day specifically mm-hmm. and some days and I, I I see this even more with my toddler than I do with myself but some days he'll eat an entire plate of food and then ask for seconds and sometimes thirds of certain parts of it and then other days like today he barely touched his lunch and it's like mm-hmm. That's okay. But listening to your body that some days we need more food than others, depending on what we did yesterday, what we did today, Mm -hmm. how we're feeling, how we slept, what we've eaten and drinking already. Like there's a lot of factors that go in and Weight Watchers specifically, but any diet doesn't take into consideration those factors. So you're literally stuck with the same number of calories or points or whatever you want to count macros for every day Mm -hmm. using the same amount. And that's like the research that I read about Weight Watchers quote unquote working they said on average it works for five, for one to five years, and patients lose oh. patients clients <laughs> patients oh whatever yeah. clients yes. use on or lose on average like seven point two to ten percent of their body weight for that time being. But the second they stop tracking it, most of them gain. It was like eighty five percent of them gain back the weight that they had originally lost, and then plus the rest more? plus more. A lot of them gain more back, but oh. some of them it was like less than two percent actually kept that weight off for one year and then they stopped tracking them so i'm like i wonder after that first year after they stopped tracking their foods Mm -hmm. if you know like even though they say it worked and they had their weight off for one year what about the year two and year three Mm -hmm. and year four like that's where you start to see people putting that weight back on but then they go back on weight watchers and then they go back on weight so it's like oh well i was good for a year yep for my wedding or I was good for this trip. And yep. then all of a sudden I like let myself go and fell yep. off the bandwagon and now I'm back. And yeah, it's just, it's yeah. Like you said, it just does not take into account every day and every day is so different. Even for me now, like nursing, there's days where I could eat like seven meals. I'm so hungry. I yes. can't stop eating because oh my gosh, yes. I'm ravenous and like nursing makes you so thirsty. So you're just like drinking yes. a gallon of water. And then I have other days where I eat a big breakfast at like 10 a.m. And it's like, I'm pro- I'm probably not going to eat lunch. I'm full. Right. Yeah. I'm just going to eat a, like, a, I don't know, a snack, a healthy snack and to hold me over till dinner. And like there's some days where I only eat twice a day yeah. because – I eat such a good filling big breakfast Balanced, yeah. in the, you know, like around brunch time. And then I eat an earlier dinner Yep. and it's like, sometimes that's enough. But then right. there's some days where the other day we had pasta and I, it was really good. And it had like tons of cheese in it. So good. Uh-huh. And I was like, I need more. And I just ate like three servings. I yeah. normally wouldn't eat that much, but that's what I needed that day. And then the next day I ate just like, a third of that for lunch yeah. because that's not what I was like. It was Morning, enough to yeah. satisfy me. So, and that's the thing is every time every you day eat like different. that, you trust your body a little more to tell you what you want. So your body's never in this fight or flight moment of, Oh, I want three servings, but she's only going to let me eat one. So I better quick and eat this now. It's like you, you don't get that panicky feeling mm-hmm. or that like stressed or anxiety about like, because you trust your body and you trust what you're going to eat that day is exactly what you need. And it's okay to be flexible and it's okay to like have more one day and less another or skip a meal here or have two breakfasts like I frequently do. Oh, yeah, days. I've done that too. Yeah. yeah. So it's like all those things. It's every time that you choose to eat, you're trusting your body a little bit more every mm-hmm. time to tell you how much you need. And I think the second we create stress in that 
um, relationship with our food is where we start to then find binging happening late at night or something like Mm -hmm. that. I saw this thing that was like, you wake up and you control your calories at breakfast and you control your calories at lunch and you control your calories at dinner. And then you're about to go to sleep and your body freaks out and is like, I need to eat. This wasn't enough food for the day. And then that's why we all binge right before we go to bed. It's like, we're hungry. And then we feel awful at night and we can't sleep because we can't, we're trying to digest our food. And then, and then we wake up in the morning and go, I ate so much last night. I need to restrict my breakfast. And it starts over and over again. But it is, it is just interesting. Like meeting people who have done chronic diets or Mm -hmm. dieting is because, you know, typically they're not a healthy weight for them or what they used to be. Right. Like they've, chronically done this to their body and their metabolism. Mm-hmm. So like they can't get back to their typical usual self, um, just because their metabolism is, is so screwed up. And then it's the binging. I feel like from what I've seen is people who binge, it's way worse for people who've chronically dieted. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Where they're just like, I can't stop. I need to eat this whole candy bar where normally, you know, most people be like, Oh, I'll eat a few bites and put it back in the fridge or like, I'll maybe I'll eat some of it that day, but it's yeah. like it's constant. Like I'm bad today. I'm gonna eat this whole thing. I feel out of control. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow I'm gonna go back, or next week I'm gonna go back to this diet of feeling good again. And maybe they do feel good on that diet for a little bit because they're nourishing their body with maybe healthier options than what they were right. doing. But you're still gonna fall into that. And the thing I don't like about Weight Watchers is it, it, it is considering foods good and bad. Yep. And so, like, Alyssa and I don't like to look at things as only good and only bad. I think we like to look at things as, overall, there are really good options for everyone. Like, fruits and vegetables are always a good choice. But there's sometimes times where a burger is a good choice. Yeah, And, and for sweet sure. potato fries. And, like, there's Yum. things that we can all eat that are still good options. And when we start looking at food as only good and only bad... That's when we really start to hurt our relationship with food. Um, yeah, absolutely. So I feel like Weight Watchers just does that more. You know, it's like yeah. these are free foods are good, but not everybody, they're going to be good all the time. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, like these foods are bad. They're off limits. Now we're telling ourselves, telling our kids, like, no, you're not allowed to eat that because it's yeah. bad for you. Um, and the, my friend that did what I have a few friends that have done Weight Watchers. One of them's like, I feel like it helped me with portion control. And I could see that initially. Like, mm-hmm. maybe, you know, I know people out there who their portion controls are way more yeah. than they need. And they eat very quickly. They don't listen to their body. They don't stop when they're full. Right. I could see how initially that might work for them. Like, oh, I only ate a real portion of this. And it, and then they realize it satisfies them. Mm-hmm. I could see how that could maybe be a benefit for some people. We talked about this a little bit when I was nursing after Aiden, after I had Aiden, I went through pregnancy and then nursing and my portion sizes were just obscene. It was like not what I was used to before pregnancy altogether. But then mm-hmm. I had crept up to this place of, Oh, every time I make toast, I make two slices of toast with peanut butter on both. And then I was done nursing and I was like, why am I still eating two slices of toast? Like, Let's see what I actually need. Now it's a Mm -hmm. habit because that's how much I grab and I might as well make it now or whatever. Especially as a mom, you only have so much time. So you're like, might as well just make it. Mm -hmm. I found that with Nora when I'm nursing or now that I'm nursing, I like only have 
10 minutes to eat before she's hungry again or before Aiden needs me Mm -hmm. or whatnot. So I like just eat and it's hard for me to listen to my body because I'm like, this is my time to eat. I better eat everything I need to eat because I don't know the next time I'm going to eat it. It's true. (laughs) So I have to work through that. And it's, it, it's just giving myself grace and knowing that sometimes I'm going to overeat and feel like crap. And sometimes I'm going to be sitting there stuck under a nursing baby and a toddler running around me hungry and Mm -hmm. (laughs) just going to have to deal with it for a little while until I can start balancing things out. She's only eight weeks old. I have plenty of time. Right. But, you know, back to what you were saying reminded me of that just that last supper mentality of people who are chronic dieters. It may not be the day before you're going on a diet, but your body knows at some point I'm going to be on a diet and being restricting or uh, restricting my mm-hmm. food. So I might as well eat while I can. And that's mm-hmm. where that last supper mentality, it may not be physically the last supper, but then you spend two weeks or two months or two years last supper-ing because you're about to be on a diet. Your body knows mm-hmm. that it's coming. So you need to reprogram and retrain and give your body that grace and like trust that you're not going to go on a diet again. Because otherwise your body does feel like it's restricting even before the restriction starts. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Ugh, anyways. Yeah. I just... We're not fans of Weight Watchers. <laughs> yeah. Like there I is. said, I think that there are a few pros that if you like take... There are a few good takeaways from it, mm-hmm. but overall, like what it's going to do to your body, your mentality, your relationship with food, and what it's going to do to you overall years after, it's right. not worth it. Well, and I will say some of like the good that I have seen in Weight Watchers is the like community, like the fact that you meet with people and mm-hmm. talk about like you're binging and like talk about, Hey, this is really how I feel when I'm around food. I don't feel in control. I think there's a lot of research to support when you have a support group or mm-hmm. you're honest with people about how you feel around food or how food makes you feel. Then that's where that change comes from. Now, I think in that moment of vulnerability and you're struggling with how food's making you feel and what you're doing around food and feeling out of control Instead of handing you the keys to intuitive eating and listening to your body and trusting your body, they're saying, hey, you can't trust your body because you're binging. Here's a point system or step on the scale Mm -hmm. and let's see how much you weigh. And I think the emphasis that they put on weight, even in the name, weight watchers, you're Mm -hmm. watching your weight all the time. But also like the first thing you do in a meeting, from my understanding, is get on that scale every time. And I have heard, yes, I've heard stories of people getting to their, um, like going up to the scale and they strip off all their clothes and they go in their underwear because they don't want to have any ounce of extra weight on them. And it's like, I would cry. I exactly. It's, it's so demoralizing and inhumane and making people feel like that's all they're worth. And having to strip down naked in front of people or be so embarrassed that you're not taking off any of your clothes, like all of that around body, like talk about the perfect environment for body shaming and feeling uncomfortable in your own body and telling people your weight and how much, I mean, it's, you're so much more than that. And it's so much more important than watching your weight all the time. And that's like what the researchers did say in some of the studies I read about the people who did lose weight. They did say it's all they think about. It's all consuming. They wake up Mm -hmm. planning what they're going to eat, when they're going to eat, how much they're going to eat, saying no to parties, saying no to going out with friends or controlling the situation. Like this one girl was like, I spent so much money on food during Weight Watchers because I would have people over to my house. So I would cook for all of them all the time. Mm -hmm. And she was like, because I needed to control what options there were Mm -hmm. or what restaurants we went to. And I would pay for all of it because I was so afraid of being forced with a bad choice. And yeah. I was like, I never thought of that. But you like, you're you control the, yeah. the environment so much because you're afraid that you're, you might choose something bad, quote unquote, like 
that's just, so much control. You're letting the scale run your life instead yeah. of your body running your life. Yeah. And like, I don't know, I'm sure we've talked about this. There's a photo out there that I love and it's, it's like six different women and they're all, I think 154 pounds uh-huh. and they all look completely so different. different. Some are yeah. tall, some are short, some have a lot of muscle mass, some don't have a lot of muscle mass and they're all so different. And so when you look at that picture, it makes you realize like, just because my weight is a certain number you can't predict necessarily even what I look like. Yeah, like totally. We right now for work, we have to ask our patients how much they weigh because, granted, yeah. we're trying to actually keep their weight, yes, um, stable. Or most of our patients, we're trying to get them to gain weight because patients. they have cancer <laughs> yeah. or they're like old and have dementia. Like, so actually, yeah. we use weight to kind of make sure that they're getting enough calories yeah. and enough protein. So we use weight in a different way at work. But, um, and it's one parameter we look at. Yeah. It's just one parameter of like, are you losing weight? Okay. We need to do something if you're losing weight. Yeah. But, um, you know, when we look at patients weight over the phone, like even in my pregnancy apps, I remember, um, plugging my weight in when I got pregnant and I was Uh like, oh, well you're overweight or obese. So you can only gain like 15 pounds during your pregnancy. (laughs) So then it's like, okay, really? So then I'm going to the doctor and I'm like, don't even tell me my weight. Don't even tell me like what I'm supposed to be because I'm exercising. I'm feeling good. I'm eating what I can keep down because I'm so sick. So it's like, you know, you just, and honestly, my doctors were really good about it. Like Mm -hmm. they weren't like, Oh, you're gaining too fast or you're gaining too slow. They actually never talked about my weight. So I was really appreciative that my OBs. Yeah. Yeah. They were just like, it's what you can control, right? So you can control how active you are. You can control like what you're eating and those things like that. You can't control what your body does with what you're doing with it. Like your body, if you're pregnant is going to gain weight regardless (laughs) of what you do, you know, like you have very little control over that, but you have control over, like you said, those different factors that make you feel good or bad Mm -hmm. or whatnot. You can't control your nausea. Okay. Right. And I think, you know, I think that doctors do look at it. Like if a patient is losing a lot of weight during their pregnancy, that is a red flag. We need to do something. And you know, if, if you were chronically losing weight during pregnancy, I think your doctors would address that and vice versa. If like, if you have preeclampsia and, or not even preeclampsia, if you have like gestational diet, diabetes so out of control like very early on yeah that is like okay we don't even necessarily need to look at your weight but we need to look at what you're eating what you're doing because if your glucose is so out of control very early on that maybe your weight was high but maybe Mm -hmm. not I mean right I don't know I just think it is good when OBs especially like aren't tracking your weight super closely super closely because I think again there are red flags if you're losing but um back to the Weight Watchers thing, like, I don't know how often they meet, if they're meeting every week or every month, like, let's say, okay, A, your scale is different at home than it is at the doctor's office than it is at the Weight Watchers meeting. So, like, let's say today you stepped on the scale and you're 155 and your goal weight's 150 and you go to Weight Watchers and the scale's a little different and you, it says you've gained a pound. Yeah. You didn't gain a pound. Maybe you drank more water that day and, like, now you have water weight. You haven't peed yet. You haven't peed yet. (laughs) You haven't pooped yet. Like, but, you know, now you're thinking... I failed because you weighed yourself at home and all of a sudden you gained one pound at the Weight Watchers meeting. You're going to look at yourself like, I failed. Well, Becky over there, she yeah. she's down a pound. Why is she down a pound? That's not fair. Or, yeah. or a guy. I don't yeah. know. I mean, it's just... It's, it's all so, so different. And this oh, is like, man. Brooke and I are very different bodies. So like her and I can eat the exact same foods, exercise the exact same way. We're never going to be the same weight. It's no. just, that's not how our bodies function or work. And remember it's in those all meetings... My friends. 
The other thing, yeah. too, is they all, like, whatever time your meeting's at, let's say it's 11 o'clock or 3 p.m., most of them don't eat because they want to get weighed in a certain oh, yeah, amount. right. And mm-hmm. then they turn around, and on their way home, they're so freaking hungry, and maybe they're depressed because of their weight, or maybe they're happy because of their weight, or maybe they're neither because of their weight, and then they decide to go through a drive-thru to soothe the depression or to celebrate the weight loss or whatnot, mm-hmm. and they go through a drive-thru and make a poor choice that they wouldn't normally choose because they've been bit, like starving themselves all morning, yeah. and then they got this news about their weight, and then they're making a reactive choice out of that. That's so sad and such a horrible cycle that Weight Watchers ensues. And I, I'm not saying that they were intentional in that Weight Watchers-wise, but it is sad right. that like that's what comes out of it. And I think maybe the intentions were good originally, but now, as you can see, it's a money-making business. I think the average, um, the average client who signs up for Weight Watchers once in their lifetime will sign up between four and six times again, like recycle through it. Oh, so I believe that. So that's yeah. who they're like targeting is the people who came on, lost some weight. Sorry, that's my dog. <laughs> lost some weight and then decided um, that it worked, quote unquote. They can go off the plan and then they stop tracking. They gain weight back and then they go back on Weight Watchers because it, quote unquote, worked. Well, it worked in the moment when you're watching every single thing that went in your mouth, mm-hmm. that which would be true for anybody, Weight Watchers or not. But then the real thing is listening to your body, knowing what you need, knowing that your set point at weight is going to fluctuate throughout your life cycles and being okay with that and loving your body through it. Yes. I was listening to a girl who did The Biggest Loser on one of my oh, podcasts, yeah. hearing her experience and how much it damaged her. And then oh, I, I listened bet. to another one who did the Extreme Weight Loss Makeover show. Oh, yeah. And just like hearing I forgot their experience that. and how they had to like... Get over that terrible relationship with exercise and food. Yeah. Um, It was really intense. But one podcast I do want to plug because I love it. Uh It's so good. It's called It's Not About the Food. Uh Um, I just, like, love her. She's a psychologist, I believe. Get a subscribe to Um, it right now. She's really amazing. I mm. love her. She um she's a doctor so she definitely knows more about like the mental health aspect of yeah. it. But she interviews some really good people and I want to say she interviewed one of those. I can't remember if it was the biggest yeah. loser or the Oh, that'd be so good. But she definitely preaches like everything we're talking about, but you know, like that's her focus is her focus is more on the mental aspect versus the nutrition. Yeah. Where, like you and I talk a little bit more about maybe the nutrition piece since we're dietitians, but Yeah. I absolutely love her podcast. I think she's amazing. So, oh, yeah, you guys awesome. should all subscribe to It's Not About the Food because it's all about intuitive eating. And I've listened to quite a few oh, intuitive cool. eating podcasts, yeah. but hers is my favorite yeah. that I found. That's awesome. And she just, like, does it for her hobby. That's um, awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's good. She's the one that was pregnant with it. twins and lost one of them. Oh, okay. Yeah, Ugh. I think you told me about that. Thing. All right. But well, um, <laughs> I think that's enough about yeah. Weight Watchers. I think it's going to have the same concept. I think you all knew concept. where this was going, but... Mm-hmm. <laughs> same concept as we always tell you. Like any diet, there might be a few small pros of things to learn about portion control or maybe some new recipes. Yeah. You could learn some healthier recipes. Or knowing that vegetables are free, so then you start eating them and you're eating like, oh, more vegetables like fruit. this or something. Yes. Yeah. So those... You know, might it be could happen. Pros. It could also go that like then once you start trying to intuitive eat, I intuitively eat. I hear this a lot where it's like, well, that feels like a diet food. I only ate, you know, asparagus when I was on a diet. So then it's a diet food. Well, do you like asparagus? Like it doesn't have to be a diet food or a healthy food that you only eat when you're trying to lose weight. If you enjoyed it, then eat it, mm-hmm. <laughs> regardless of if it's a salad or a burger. Or, I don't know. Yeah, and I think Halloween candy. You know, I think what, going back to like any diet, like 
us as dietitians, like we, we studied nutrition as a whole and so many aspects for years of college. But I think a lot of it is just very basic. Like go back to the basics. Like we all know fruits and vegetables are healthy. We all know we feel good when we eat fruits and vegetables. We all know like fish and all these other meats taste mm-hmm. good and for people who aren't vegetarians, like they taste good. Or allergic they make to us fish. feel good. <laughs> yes. Um, so it's like use your basic gut instincts yes. of like, I'm hungry. Let me like, if I want pasta, let me find a way to incorporate veggies into it. Yeah. Let me have a salad with it. I mean, it's just like these basic things that we all know. Like, why are we paying so much money for somebody yes. to tell us points when we just know I'm craving pasta? Let me add veggies to it. Yeah. I'm craving tacos. Let me do a taco salad. Let me add some veggies to it. I mean, yeah. it's just like basic. And if you knowledge. want pasta, guess what? At the end result, you're going to end up eating pasta, whether it's that night, late at night when you're binging on it or a week later or whatnot. So just eat it now and move on. Don't fill your time or try to trick yourself or try to, you know, derail yourself or I don't know with something else because eventually you're just going to be eating the dang pasta. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so stop anyways. putting foods on good and bad lists and yes. listen to your body. Stop when you're full. And again, reach for those foods that make you feel good. Yeah. And sparingly eat the foods that don't make you feel good. Still eat them when you want them, but maybe not every day because right. you're going to feel awful every day. Listen to our Kerbo episode all about Kerbo, which is Weight Watchers for Kids. I bet you can guess how we feel about it. <laughs> I think we had stronger opinions about that. Yeah. It was pretty, like, heightened. This has been around for a while, so it's like, we know we hate it. <laughs> it just exists. It's something that we've had to deal with. But Kerbo was, like, brand new, and we were, like, pretty heated about it. So go listen to that episode. Um, follow us on Instagram at diet.riot.podcast and let us know, either email or DM us on Instagram what you want to hear about next. Our email is hello at dietriotpodcast.com. And that's it. Thanks, guys. Have a good week. Thanks. See you next Tuesday. Bye. Bye. I'm going to kill that dog. Go to your room. Go to your room. Go. I'll put that at the end. Remind people I tell my dog to go to his room.